Your Martial Arts Movie Podcast. Ha ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Featuring Drunken Thai Boxer, Will. Too bad you will die. The also drunken wrestler, Mark. I said I don't want trouble! And Drunken Karate Master, Zero. You've lost your boss. And now, call, call, call. I don't come You know, baby. Fists of Fail. Is it? I think this is Riz's favorite movie. Is Today it? we're talking about the, the Riz's favorite movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, oh, I, according yeah, you, to that Vanity me, Fair video. You sent me that video. video. I didn't watch the whole thing. I forgot mm-hmm. to finish it because um, I didn't want to. I didn't want to spoil the movie. But so he confirmed that Eight Diagram Pole Fighter is his favorite movie, or at least maybe favorite yeah, martial yeah, arts yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah, well, well, maybe that's hyperbole. I mean, he's, he's probably watched a whole bunch of them, but like. In terms of what my reference uh, might have influenced his work, maybe it like it could be like the most influential. I don't know. I'm actually kind of confused by by why this is particularly his favorite. I don't. Okay, well let's let's backpedal a little bit. Uh, today we're talking about eight diagram pole fighter or invincible pole fighters, plural, which is weird because it's like it's just one kind of. I mean, there's multiple you can say, but it's really about one. So uh, whatever. Uh, uh, so this is Riz's favorite movie, uh, according to that Vanity Fair video, and um, maybe yeah, it's I, his I can... favorite movie that he sampled from. Out of all the movies he sampled from, this is his favorite one. Yeah, no, that's what that's what I'm trying to allude to. But like in terms of like the movie itself, uh, I, was, I was actually actually kind of surprised by that because I think Shaolin versus Wu Tang, like there's like a. a for me, there's more substance in that movie. Okay. And that's not this is not me saying like to immediately try to compare and contrast movies, but I'm just surprised to see that here that this is his favorite. So uh yeah. Eight Diagram Pole Fighter. A, this is a movie that we've actually thought about doing on the show before. I was like nah, I, I wouldn't mind passing on this movie. Mm-hmm. And here we are. Coming back full circle and doing it anyway. Right. I wanted to talk about this movie because mm-hmm. I, I enjoyed the film as a whole. Looking mm-hmm. back at it now, when I look at the fights and I was thinking, okay, how am I going to talk about this movie considering we'd like to break down the fights? It's not the easiest. Uh, this is directed by uh, Lao Kar Lung, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Xia Liang Liu. Um, mm-hmm. I, I like him as a fight choreographer and a director. He does group fights really well or at least i like the way he does group fights but Mm -hmm. when it comes to breaking down a group fight sometimes that's not the easiest Mm -hmm. especially when you have a pole or a spear and you're in a war battle setting because yeah realistically and even you know this is a movie they don't have to be realistic but you're not gonna you're not gonna do like longer bouts of choreography with lots of combinations with a spear when you're fighting in war, that doesn't make sense. So yeah, yeah. when you see this crazy long opening battle scene, you know, people aren't doing all these complicated moves. It's, it's like a couple swipes and people go down. Right. And then how do we how do we <laughs> dissect that? Right? <laughs> I really yeah. can't. Well, I, actually, I think it's too comp. Well, maybe not too complicated, but it, it's complicated enough. And there's just so much happening on that screen. Uh, that I think it's it's hard to talk about for that particular reason. 
Um, you definitely tell that you can tell that there's choreography involved. Obviously, there's choreography. Yeah, a lot involved. of. I mean, there's a lot of choreography. It's, exactly, <laughs> it's too much, and and it's like it is somewhere between like uh, you know, like it, it's comp. Sometimes it feels very complicated and it feels very elaborate, and other times it feels like too much happening on screen, and that's the only reason why like I I can't like concentrate on any particular like movement. Yeah. Um. Even if there is like a, a really like elaborate, uh, flashy thing going on, like it's immediately you're you're we're moving on to the next thing. Yeah. So it's like it's just too much happening all at once. So that's the reason why we didn't want to talk about it. Well, I didn't want to talk about it originally, but that was also what last year that we were contemplating, or like maybe the year before. Oh uh, we yeah, yeah. So uh, we had a theme month where we were talking about. Weapons, weapons fights in mm. martial arts movies, and yeah, obviously eight diagram pole fighters. So I figured, oh, let's talk about yeah. this one. We decided not to. I think we went with uh, Legendary Weapons of China, another mm. Lao Garlung movie. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> I'm okay. Uh, to, to be fair, like the, I guess they're kind of in the same kind of boat. I think that this movie's probably a better film all in all, uh, but I think I think I probably settled with that. That's choreography well that that one had more fights that we could break down because there's lots of Mm -hmm. one-on-one encounters in that movie or Mm two-on-one encounters this one it's like one on many one Mm -hmm. on many this is all it's it's like it's battles (laughs) it's lots of battles going on yeah and it's it's fun that's kind of why i like the movie this feels a little more akin to an action movie Mm. than than a martial arts movie but it's heavily there, there's lots of martial arts in it. it's heavily uh martial arts influence so it's it's, right, it's right. in the realm you know it's there yeah yeah i think the premise really lends itself to being everything you just described like why do we have like all-out battles well it's it's basically kind of almost like a war film at, at, at times i mean it i really mean at least comes the be- down to it. yeah the beginning is set in you know the the beginning of the story revolves around uh this family what are the the, the yang family Mm-hmm. So yep. they are, I guess they are kind of betrayed or misled at the Golden Beach battle. Mm-hmm. Yep. And yep, yep, yep. Uh, there's seven sons, and then there's a father. They're they're kind of betrayed. Five of the sons are killed. No, no, no. Actually, when upon rewatching it, I realized that's not true. Four of the sons are killed. Mm-hmm. One of the sons is actually captured. Yes. By the librarians, and I was like, wait, what happened to him? Yeah. I, I didn't notice this the first time. Never, never really brought up again. Uh, one of the sons suffers tremendous PS, uh, PTSD, PTSD from the battle. Mm-hmm. He kind of goes crazy and he goes home. And then the other son, played by uh, Gordon Liu, who is our main hero, he escapes and he uh, finds a refugee in a monastery and becomes a monk. Yes, yes. So all that is true. Uh, and this story is supposed to be it's actually referencing uh, or it's an adaptation of a uh, like a uh, piece of literature um I, who, who was I it literature or was it based on history that's what i was curious about Ooh, you know that is a very good point uh i actually don't know the the answer to that um all i know is that it's supposed to be like taking like it's supposed to be referencing like the events of that story mm-hmm. um it's called the generals of the yang family it is a folklore oh well, sorry it's a, a bunch of folklore so we okay. actually don't know if this sure. all you know that actually happened or not but according to those legends yeah like the, the, there's this battle and the 
the there are three sons who survived and yeah like basically that's where the story would have continued i don't know much about the the original source material uh i basically anything before the Qing dynasty i know very little of chinese history i am a disgrace to my ancestors <laughs> so um but yeah this this place take this movie takes place like uh, you know a little older time you know like when china was uh, going through like the mongol invasion so like that's the backdrop of the story i guess i'll do a little bit of the story i guess i'll do the story so well, well i mean i, I explained I'll, I'll i explained the first part and then mm-hmm. what leads sure. into the general plot yeah yeah so the yang family they are a family of patriots they they love their country they uh all their sons all i believe Seven. Seven, yeah, seven of seven. them? Seven. Wow, damn. Uh, there are seven of them, um, the, the seven sons, and their, uh, the, ha- the head of the household of the, the Yang family are at war. They are going against the Mongols. And it turns out that there is someone, well, someone who has basically been um, uh, a friend of the Yang family. His uh, The character's name is, Pu- well, in Cantonese, is Pun Mei, or in the, sub- the subtitles, Pan Mei. Um, he betrays them. He sides with the Mongols and basically gets them all killed. This happens within the first this five minutes of the movie. This happens during the credits of the yes. movie. And the credits goes on very long. And the credits yep. is actually a battle fight scene. <laughs> yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and that's basically what sets up the rest of the story. Uh, basically, two of them survive. Uh, well, one of them gets captured. It's I said all this already, give... Will. <laughs> yeah, but well, Alex, Alexander Fusheng is the one who gets PTSD. Yes. Um, and we got we're gonna talk more about him because there's actually a lot of story uh, revolving the production of this, um, uh, you know, revolving what actually ended up happening to that actor. And then Gordon Liu, he goes to the monastery, or, or I guess I wouldn't, I don't even know if it's Shaolin at the time, probably not. Uh, he goes to become a monk in order to hide out from. Um, uh, Punmei, I guess, and you know all the defectors. That's basic the basic plot. Uh, I said. I guess that. we'll talk about. <laughs> yeah, you're fine, supposed to fine, elaborate fine. more on it. I said all that. <laughs> well, I don't know. I okay. Let's talk, let's talk about the production then. Sure. Uh, Alexander Fusheng. He um, unfortunately halfway through the production of the movie, he what he died in a car accident. Um, this was something that obviously wasn't foreseen and he kind of just disappears from the movie like partway through the the film um and then Kara Wai kind of has to step in and take over uh in this in the plot and that's why like the end fight has her in it ver- ver- rather than him because i think that the original story even the the original source material like it was like all the surviving brothers of it you know went into um avenge you know their their family right right that's what the movie seems to be driving towards because uh, a lot of Mm -hmm. alexander fusheng's character like he's he's just dealing with his ptsd he's trying to get through it and you can kind of tell there's going to be a redemption for him he's going to finally snap out of his senses and then you know uh, thrive in the end and 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 uh, avenge uh, the death of his his father and his brothers Mm-hmm. But because of his untimely death, unfortunately, I, I thought they wrote him out well because you kind of, yeah. mm-hmm. you kind of just you realize he's not there anymore, and then the movie keeps going. Like they never, they never 
he 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 was never in like this moment where he was supposed to do something and then they have to cut because there's no material left he just mm-hmm. he just kind of quietly leaves the movie in a place that it, it makes sense because he does he is crazy during the movie so you can kind of yeah. buy that they just have to put him aside because he's unwell yeah yeah um i i think it's a little weird but at the well I, see when i watched the movie uh the first time i didn't know all this backdrop uh the backstory behind what happened to the actor uh so i thought it was a little strange but obviously it makes sense like you, you know they didn't want to pull a, a bruce lee and just like have a guy you <laughs> oh, know God, like, like a cardboard a cut out of it. yep and just put it on a mirror <laughs> yeah no they didn't want to do that and they're trying to be tasteful to you know the you know to you know well, the actor and his family. To the actor, exactly, yeah. Um, yeah, and unfortunately, I, I think this movie didn't do very well um, in in theaters initially because of the fact that people thought, like, oh, it's just going to be some sort of cash grab or it'd be distasteful, kind of in the vein of, like, you know, what happened to Bruce Lee. Right. So, uh, I mean, it's after the fact now, you know, like, people look back on this movie, and I think that they did a pretty good job with the editing, um, given all that. Uh, obviously with the script rewrites and everything but like just editing around it it feels like oh if i didn't know this story yeah. i didn't know what happened to the actor i wouldn't have known yeah it's it's great what they did with it uh mm-hmm. because uh, uh Wai, uh is in it and she feels like she would have just had this forgettable mm-hmm. role because she's one of the sisters she's there every now and then to assist the mother and yeah. she gives a little lines of dialogue here and there and her role becomes extremely elevated at the end because she needs to step yeah. in for Alexander Fusheng. And uh, it's it's great what they had her do, uh, unfortunately, uh, because of the situation. But, uh, you know, she got time to shine. So there's that. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, I'm really curious about this, though, because they almost seem like they almost make it seem like the movie was just going to have Alexander Fusheng be like the star um and then they somehow inadvertently made gordon lou the the real star uh like they, it almost seems like the original plan was like gordon lou was just going to be like a co-star or like you know second to alexander Fusheng. yeah that's why i find really bizarre in the like it's in the marketing and everything in the original story from what i saw on imdb uh mm-hmm. alexander Fusheng's character is actually the one who is he beats everybody in the end he mm-hmm. his character is the one that goes to the monastery. Mm, okay. So obviously because he passed away, they've rewrote mm-hmm. it so Gordon Liu's character goes to the monastery and he takes up a bulk of the film. So just I guess right. just imagine everything happening in the monastery was supposed to be Alexander Fusheng. Oh, but 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 that that's a that's the problem is uh, they wrote it that even the scenes where Alexander is alive and he's he's acting, you know, he's speaking dialogue, we're acknowledging the fact that Gordon Liu's still out there. So it's like it they are they're already setting up that he's going Gordon Liu's going to be the one going to monastery. So I'm just very curious, like what their original well, like, plans. I mean, we were. don't really know. You know, they could have dropped all of that stuff and wrote around it because you know because he died. Mm-hmm. So that's that. You know, everything we're seeing is that probably is all the rewritten stuff. That is true because uh, they didn't have onset audio, so they could have totally just changed dialogue, you know, inserted yeah, whatever that, the dubbing ooh, is. Now that's yeah. very true. That's possible. Yeah, that, I didn't think about that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, the actors are probably just going blah 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 <laughs> blah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right, so that's the story uh, and and the backdrop of the movie, and I I wanted to talk about uh, Lao Ka Leung. Uh, well, 
what well, I mean, one last piece about the the production of the movie. Um, this is one of Shaw Brothers' last period piece movie. Actually, no, this is Shaw Brothers' last period film like ever. Last official. Not, not last movie, but last period. Period piece. piece. Uh, okay, I, know, well, like I mean, the, this is eighty four already. We're yeah. getting we're getting in the eighties already, and uh, we've already kind of switched to modern action. Yeah. At this right. point. Oh my god. Yeah, right. That's right. Police story came out the, the, following, the following year. year yeah. yeah, that's where the transition came. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, for sure. Um, and I, I, I would like to say like the action is, um, it, it's, it's there. It's like it's just like right there. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like it's. It, the metronomy, um, really like dancey style fighting is almost like non-existent yeah. in this movie. It's still there, but it's like it's just like a flicker of it. There's it's not, like it's semblances so of it, or there's mm-hmm. feelings of it because of the old sound effects too. Mm-hmm. That that's something that I kept on um, harping on, at least in my watch. I was like, oh man, like I wish, I wish somebody would re. Uh, recompose this with modern sounds because I can yep. see the speed. I can see the yep. speed. The camera work is is really nice. They're using a variety of shot compositions, but it's those old Shaw Brothers effects that make it, yeah. it makes it feel less modern to me. Yeah. So uh, this, with my limited knowledge of the Shaw Brothers era, like uh, like the Chang Che King Hu era of uh, Shaw Brothers, like. Yeah, it's it's all fine and all, but like it wasn't until Lao Gaolong like got out there and he really like that's when Shaw Brothers like really stepped up and unfortunately it didn't last for long, <laughs> you know. Uh, it was like uh, I think Shaw Brothers, uh, I think they closed up in like the mid '80s to late '80s. So you know, this is like one of their like close to final films, um, which is a shame because like I, I mean, of course, like you know, Gordon Liu and um, uh, Lao Gaolong like went on to better things. So it's not like it's all, you know, all, all for not. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, uh, Diagram Pole Fighter. Uh, I think that the reason why Riza likes the movie so much is because, like, there's, like, that brotherlyhood, the brotherhood thing going on in the beginning of the film. Um, but I don't know. Like, I found that the movie, like, is, I don't know. Like, I never found that, like, I think that the story is engaging for sure, but I just, I, I I don't, I don't know like it I wouldn't say that it's like the best right I don't I don't know like am I am I am I just uh being negative here <laughs> <laughs> I mean I I enjoyed it a lot uh you know what I mm-hmm. I felt that the story was very Shakespearean in the beginning mm-hmm. it had that okay. kind of epic scope to it this felt like it had a much higher budget like the sets mm, are really nice sure. all the costume designs are really nice everything is shot very well so it, it feels like it feels like there's money there it feels like it feels like this wasn't churned out in an afternoon maybe oh, because yeah. of the death of one of the actors maybe they didn't want to you know maybe they wanted to send them off right so maybe they decided to jazz things up a little bit but even still like it, it looks really nice it doesn't look like it was slapped together very easy uh, very quickly i yeah i think the reason only reason why i'm thinking the way that i am is because like i'm riding off the high of our last movie shaolin versus wu-tang and i was like that movie was like much lower budget um and i, I enjoyed that movie a lot more from like all almost all standpoints right, right um yeah but i mean like that i mean i'm being completely unfair uh for sure because like, i i but yeah with all things said and done like i i do find the movie engaging um and i think everything you said is true i, I think that the movie's actually 
has great cinematography and great sets, like all in all, uh, like the, uh, like I'm very impressed sometimes, like just like scenes of them like going into the the temple, uh, you know, like him, Gordon Liu, like and, you know, get, like walking up to Buddha and just seeing that set. I'm just like super impressed by that because it's like compare that to 36 chambers where it's like it was just like two rooms <laughs> <laughs> there's a, right? yeah there's a lot of emotion going on in this movie too yeah. like mm-hmm. they're they're acting their hearts out they're really doing their best with the simplicity of what they're trying to tell like gordon liu is so emotional when he's mm-hmm. when he's determined to become a monk there's yeah. definitely some inner struggle going on with him because the idea that they, they, they keep on reiterating this the whole movie too that he'll never really be a monk he'll never really be able to yeah. you know uh live like buddha because he has so much of that rage and warrior yeah. uh like fight in him so he he yeah. like he'll never be able to get rid of that and he struggles with that a lot in the movie and when he wants to get was it ton- tonsured when he wants to shave his head he's like so he's so so yeah. emotional and I thought he did a good job with the acting. It, it was hard for me to understand that, but I still, mm-hmm. I still think the, sure, uh, sure. the feeling is coming across there. Yeah, yeah. Well, the the conflict is very easy to understand. You know, like it, it's about the whole pacifism versus like taking you know violence kind of thing, approach. You know, like I mean, it, it's I find that the ending is kind of muddled um, <laughs> in terms of their messaging. Uh, but it's it's purposeful. They do that intentionally. Yeah, that that was one thing I wanted to uh, talk about too. Is like the how they're handling the themes of violence in this movie because I think mm-hmm. it starts out really interesting because yeah. so Alex, you know Alexander Fusheng, uh, he's got this PTSD and he's mm-hmm. just lashing out. He's so violent to everybody towards his family who are trying to take care of him. And there's a moment where. Uh, you know, he, he coddles his spear because, like, that's all he knows now. Like, that's all the only comfort he has is violence. Yes. And then mm-hmm. it juxtaposes to Gordon Liu, who has, like, removed the, the spear tip from, mm-hmm. uh, from his spear. And it's almost like he's saying, like, he's trying to get rid of that violent part of his life. But then everything with him in the monastery is just him being this, like, toxic man who is just like well the way we the way we solve our problems is with violence and like that's what he keeps on reiterating to everyone and and all the all the all the monks are like no dude that's not what we do here stop it they keep on like reprimanding him and he's like no i'm I'm pretty sure violence is the answer see okay so that's where a lot of my complaints come in Mm -hmm. like and i i get it i totally get like what they're trying to do in the movie um he's my problem with the, the the character, and it's more of a nitpick. It's uh, he is trying to hide out, and he's it basically just like he's trying to hide and just like hone his skills and you know, like think of some sort of way to like get revenge eventually, like like basically until he figures something out, right? Yeah. So him hiding out, he is like doing everything in his power to like just stand out <laughs> and he's just like and making it harder for himself like i need you guys to accept me now let me make your lives difficult <laughs> intentionally right yeah um, i mean he's he's trying to hide there they're being kind enough and letting him in but then he keeps on shoving his agenda on everybody yes. and like this is how i would do things like no man <laughs> you're supposed to you're supposed to follow buddha's path he's like i'm pretty yeah. sure violence is the answer <laughs> well, okay so 
That that's a, more of a nitpick. Like when you watch the movie, like it's 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 more it's subtle. Played yeah. out well, <laughs> yeah, subtle. It's it's played out well. But when you really think about it, it's like, dude, if you don't want to stand out, shut up, <laughs> shut up and assimilate. You know, right? Well, I mean, I guess the if you think about it, the idea is he's hiding out in a monastery. I guess they, I guess the guards and everybody looking for him technically have no jurisdiction there. Mm-hmm. So he could he could do whatever the fuck he wants there, but he right. really shouldn't be you know rattling cages and getting himself potentially kicked out he you know he should fall in line just be a you know devote monk stop (laughs) stop all this violent stuff (laughs) um yeah i i I think that's uh like the generally speaking in terms of the story that that's like my uh, i guess that's everything i i i I guess we could talk about the action now unless there's something else you want to bring up no yeah we could uh we can get into it so uh if you Mm want to hear us go in some more detail, uh, you know, we'll go into the plot and spoilers, and then we will talk about the action. And if you want to hear that, you could listen to us on Patreon. Mm-hmm. This is the Patreon section, so if you want to hear more, it would start somewhere around here, I guess. <laughs> okay. <laughs> hey, guys. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We're at the point where we give our recommendations, but there's a whole wealth of audio you would be listening to here if you follow us on Patreon. There you can listen to the entire episode, including an exclusive action breakdown of the fights in the movie. But you can still support us by liking us on all the things and watch this and other episodes on YouTube with visual cues to accompany our discussion. And now on to our final thoughts. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. That's Eight Diagram Pole Fighter. This is a movie that we should have talked about earlier. I had my hesitations. After talking about it, I still kind of had oh, my hesitations. Well, yeah. Uh, again, uh, we, we... It's hard to break yeah, down yeah, we, it's, as an episode. Right, right. We didn't go into the detail with the fight choreography because it's just a little difficult when you have the group fighting. Uh, we mentioned that in the mm-hmm. Patreon section. Uh, I mentioned a little bit in the beginning. But, man, that last fight... I, 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 I said this before, and I was just, it, it won me over because there's just so much craziness going on. It's really complicated, and I like, I like how Logar Long does his group fights. So, like, it, the movie ends with a bang, and that's all I could ever want from it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I do think that the movie's interesting. Um, I think, I won't lie, when the movie started, and because I don't know the source material, I found the story a little bit more complicated. Yeah, I got I got lost uh, because I'm a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. This is I think this takes place in the Song Dynasty. I, I don't know much about anything pre Qing, like I mentioned before. So um, there was a lot of like story that I had to kind of like watch again. Like, like it, I had to you know try to understand by watch rewatching the movie. Um, maybe other people who are smarter than me <laughs> might not have might not have had that problem, but. Um, I don't know. Like I, I, with once you actually get the story, I do think it's actually very fascinating. You know, because it's not a simple. It's not a super simple um, plot. It, it, there's a lot of intrigue and a lot of like um, reasons for everyone's motivations, um, and there's just enough that goes on 
that you know like it makes the you know like it always makes the story engaging but um i i think this is one of those examples where the story is the first re- like the first driving force for this movie the actions for me it's just okay you know, um, the, the I feel like the movie progressively gets better with the action choreography. Um, I mean, sporadically, you know, you get some pretty good ones, you know, but like at, towards the end, especially with the last two fights, like those get really good, you know, like and it, it, we're like no longer in the old school territory. Like more, we're like officially like this is we're as close to modern martial arts movie territory as possible. So like that's that's where I feel like the movie really shined. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I think I liked the movie more than you did overall, because uh, mm-hmm. I did I did like this. Uh, I did want to talk about it uh, before I recommended it. Uh, but hey, we're doing mm-hmm. it because uh, we're still in Wu-Tang uh, Inspiration Month. I don't know what it is. A RZA, yeah, yeah, RZA you know, recommendation? I, there's no, month? It doesn't roll off yeah, the tongue. <laughs> RZA, RZA Month. month. I don't sure, know. <laughs> sure. Uh, we're in his recommendation month. Uh, I like this movie as a whole. And mm-hmm. uh, I did get a little confused in the beginning, uh, just like you did. Upon the second rewatch, I was like, okay, I get it. I, 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 I get the story. And then, yeah, the action, uh, it's, uh, I, I said it before, it's not the kind of action we can break down, but I like it a lot. And then, man, the, the ending fight, it just, it's, it's pandemonium. It's visual pandemonium, and it's just so fun. And there's so many, yep. like, laugh out loud moments at least for me, so I, you know, I, I recommend the movie. I think it's a good watch. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I, okay, like as as harsh as I was, I mean, I don't feel like I'm even that harsh. I'm, you know, like I, I just uh, didn't love like the, the fighting. Um, I, I like it, but I don't love it. Uh, I still recommend the movie. Like the movie's still a good watch, regardless. Um, I, not so much for the action wise, but I think you know you can still enjoy it as a movie. Um, yeah, and. and we ch- I I did want to talk about it regardless, like whether we're gonna do it now or maybe in the future, um, because like I didn't realize it was Riz's favorite. So if we're gonna do Wu Tang Month, we have to talk about it anyways. But you know who is also a fan of this movie? Who? Quentin Tarantino, because basically all all the music musical stings in this movie were in Kill Bill Volume Two. Oh really? Oh I I'm, yeah. I don't like Kill Bill Volume Two, so <laughs> I think I've only seen that a few times. Okay, and that's why we're never going to talk about Kill Bill. <laughs> uh, yeah, are we? Probably. Maybe, maybe not. Hey, let us know if you want to hear us talk about Kill Bill uh, 2 or 1. We already did Women's Appreciation Month twice, and we still haven't talked about Kill Bill. <laughs> maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, Just maybe, beg us, maybe. please. Everyone, everyone pressure zero. <laughs> Every- <laughs>